yellow Nespresso. No, not I'm Nespresso. Getting, I get the, you get the what? I'm hearing myself through your computer. How is that possible? I was just a little bit. It was a little bit of feedback. I don't hear it now, but okay. I'm worried. If I talk at this level, can am I? Are my levels good? I think so. Are you using your headphones? I'm wearing my headphones, but I'm using the microphone, just like the last time we yeah, recorded. Yeah, that's that's right. That's that's right. We're recording right now, by the way. So. Oh, really? Yeah. You said let's go. <clears throat> <laughs> let's go and then talk for a while before we actually do go. Well, I don't want them to hear, you know, me playing. Like the behind the scenes of the show that we put on literally every week. <laughs> it's not a professional operation. Well, let's kick it off. All right. You know what song I'm excited. I'm excited. You what? I'm excited to hear what you have to sing to me tonight. Hold on. I'm going to turn your levels up a little bit. Actually, Ow. I shouldn't. Uh, you're right. You're good. You don't need any extra. I was thinking about <laughs> I was thinking about I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That song that song is mostly it's mostly ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Will I am visionary producer. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> it's just, a, it's, like, it's like a T-Pain duck sound or something. <clears throat> yeah. You know T-Pain what? soundboard. <laughs> yeah. You know what, uh, you know what that, uh, that song reminds me of? A summer camp dance. No, well, that, but um, that song was the like the NBA promo song for the playoffs in two thousand eight. Was that it? The, what year was the year the Celtics won? Yeah, eight. I think it was two thousand eight, and that was the that was the hot song at the time. I believe you know how they always have a song that's like the song of the playoffs or whatever. They do all the yeah, promos yeah. with it and stuff. That was the song, and it, it's like, amazing, so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, <clears throat> yeah. So that it makes me think of that. Mm. We watched like almost every game that season, Celtics game. No, that, that was, was peak NBA for us. Oh, that was like I I've never enjoyed maybe a season of sports more than I enjoyed that season. You're 100 percent right. That's so accurate. <laughs> it was so fun. Uh, it was a great team. It was fun to watch. You know, watch them go up against Kobe and. It was the summer, it was the year before that where we had gotten into the NBA for the first time, if I remember correctly. And we, we started, or I started a Tumblr, but I think you were an admin on it. It was called Unaware NBA Fan. Uh-huh. I remember that. And it was, it was mostly like critiquing the uniforms and talking about the fans and just like everything but actual plays yeah everything around the 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 plays because we didn't know anything about actual basketball really no no and we were talking about the playoffs for like half an hour on every episode yeah we would but that when we it, we yeah, almost like what got us into the celtics like i guess just because the big three was like a big deal you know 
Like, well, we we loved Ray Allen, yeah, and Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. I mean, uh, yeah. what, what else? I mean, you know, <laughs> I still like love that team and those players. You know, like that is like, I, I mean, I used to watch the NBA when I was a kid, and I was always just into the players. I didn't really have a team, you know. Like I like the Spurs because yeah. I like David Robinson. So I always said I was kind of a Spurs fan, but I also like all the teams that had good players, you know. But yeah, you know, I have a I have a Houston Rockets shirt because I loved Yao Ming. Yeah. I, I basketball is so about the individual players for me that like I don't have any shame in being like, Yeah, I'm I was a Celtics fan. I'm not, not a Celtics fan now. I definitely was a Celtics fan then though. You know? Yeah. It was a big deal and that team was really fun to watch and Rondo was a young pup causing trouble. A young, a young alien. <laughs> Pig, pickpocketed. There's a, there's a mouse in the house. <laughs> oh man. That was great. That was back when sports were good. Yeah. Back when, back world, when hope still existed. There was yeah, back when the world was still not, not a dumpster fire. <sighs> All right. Well, you got any, uh, you got any housekeeping? Well, I guess I need to introduce nah. the episode. This is episode 157 of I Don't Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we answer the question, what's the hype? I'm J-Ho, and with me is Groove. hey And Happy New Year, motherfuckers. It's 2021. Hey, what about her? What about her mom? Do you think she's coming? <laughs> I'm excited to get to this. I'm, I'm excited we're back on the OC train this episode. I was the I was watching the OC tonight, and I kept thinking to myself, "Can we just cut the bullshit and make this an OC podcast already?" Yeah, <laughs> the rest of it's just you know trimmings around it. Um, you know what it is? You know what it is? Speaking of this episode, the rest of this podcast is just foreplay. <laughs> Man, you're on fire tonight. I don't know if I can keep up with that. <laughs> I do have a couple <laughs> quotes <clears throat> that I've written down, but I'm going to save them for for the, the 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 actual good part of the show. It's going to be one of those nights where you cover the the whole narrative arc and talk about it, and then I just stay quiet until you're done, and then I take you through my notes, just yeah. hit by hit. It's yeah. going to be great. All right, I'm I'm down. Um, well, let's get mm-hmm. the rest of this shit out of the way first. <clears throat> um, you got any housekeeping? Nope. Didn't really have any number one fans. Surprisingly, we did all that work for that, you know, year end review show. Bill gave us some love, you know. Bill gave us love. I will tell you that a lot of people have uh, a lot of people reached out to me and was like, "Hey, how was it like seeing Joey? Like, was that cool?" And I, I was I was delighted to get to recount the story of what it was like to pull up to your house again six years later and hang out. And it was as if sadly or wonderfully, it was as if no time had passed. Nothing had changed. There was no acclimation. There was no awkward, like, uh, we got to get to know each other again. Like, no, it was, it was right on. No, you, 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 you were already, as soon as I showed up, you had that shit eating grin on your face. Like you were about to make some joke. I wasn't unaware of. I was a fucking straight man the whole afternoon. I just peeked around the door. Like, out into the street and <laughs> you just started laughing. Uh, you had some bullshit Grateful Dead shirt on. It was, yeah. <laughs> you're the first. You're the only person I've hugged in nine months, other than my wife. Well, can can we? You might need to edit this out. 
Sure. Will you tell the fans? You asked Jackie. Well, was David what you thought he was when I left? <laughs> tell me. She said. She said his head was a lot smaller than I expected, which is a, an odd criticism. Or I mean, I guess it's not a criticism. I don't know. I mean, at least she didn't say your head was gigantic. And <laughs> you did you remember that Super Mario Brothers live action movie mm-hmm, back in the nineties? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those it, it was filmed. That was filmed here in Wilmington, North Carolina. No, it was. Of course it was. Yeah. The Hollywood of the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, all the best productions here, right here. Dawson's Creek, live action Mario. Yeah. Die Hard, you know. Yeah. All the greats. Yeah. What 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 about anyway. the what about the Mario movie? <clears throat> you remember those Koopas? Yeah, they had the little tiny heads. That's <laughs> 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 That's how Jackie sees That's what I felt like. She sees That's what I felt like. I've I've felt like that for a whole week now. Gotta Uh, lose weight. What did you tell everybody when they when they asked you? What did you how did you describe the the visit? Well, I I said I you know the 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 one thing that I said was I really like Joey's haircut now. Oh, did you? Yeah, my, my I, I think, I, you know, I don't think like, you know, I mean, look, I pay attention to hair. I don't have any. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you've got long hair now. You're looking like a, you know, poor man's Eddie Vedder. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm living like a poor man's Eddie Vedder. It's, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going hungry. I'm hungry, yeah. Um, it, it, you, did you ever know me? Did I have long hair when I first met you? No, you. No, um, I know that you used to have long hair. No, you. I did okay, that like so first summer met. I worked at camp, but you, we interacted like for ten minutes that summer. I think so. Yeah, we weren't friends. We <laughs> yeah. weren't friends. I think I like um, <laughs> made fun of you, and then you didn't like me for a while. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Were you with Dan when I was shooting the, the my home videos in the counselors' lodge and. It was Duncan Trussell and Dave Rotan and I think one other person. They came in the council's lodge, and I was showing my real, I mean, honestly, they were awful, like, jackass wannabe videos Yeah. to, like, a bunch yeah. of guys in the council's lodge. And they walked out and started making fun of me, and, and they overheard me. And I think you were with them because I think you told me, like, <laughs> you overheard me say, they just don't get it. <laughs> I was there. I was there. I think that was the next summer, maybe. But I think that was maybe my second <laughs> summer. But yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, had, <laughs> you know, Duncan Trussell, a professional stand-up comedian, had some notes for you. <clears throat> I, like I like how those guys were like ones to judge, but when they they made like the most ridiculous fucking videos while we weren't at camp. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. just would would a wooden carving of a heron talking to <laughs> Waffle House employees. Yeah, that was that was high art for them, but your uh your amateur jackass videos are just a bridge too far. Just not inspired. Low brow, little, low uh, brow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah little... Oh my god. To be fair, to be fair, I think they walked in when I was filming myself uh, purging. <laughs> like forcing myself to throw up. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, it's art. It's, it was your art at the time. 
It was it was my art. I I had I'm not even gonna get into it. We're done with that. Yeah, we're done with that. We can move on. Yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah. it's good that you got some people asking you about that. You know, the, it was a nice visit. It was a good uh, good time. You got to eat. We didn't talk about it on the podcast last week, but you you got to sample some Fu Wangs. That's right. They were uh, and they were the real deal. They were tasty, huh? And you got that crab rice too. You know, you got all that. You got the good flavors. Yep. I I got the, all the yeah I got I got the Thursday special yeah yeah that's the that's the Thursday that we that's a normal Thursday for us that's how yep. my life is so yeah we got some food wangs hung out it was good um yeah we heard from Bill and we heard from uh, Mikey gave us some feedback on our on our top uh top ten albums list he agreed with me about Waxahachie should have been number one you know what well, was number one for me and I, him. Look, here's the thing. We went into that year-end roundup as a celebration of the wonderful, you know, art art that had been made that year. And then I was completely unaware that it was some sort of competition of who's right. And the fact that I had it at number two, you seem how it took it personally. Well, I mean, I I just I I I, I just like to win, but I guess I did. I don't know, you know. No, you you lost. If I it's lose? about winning, then you lost. How did I lose? I picked the right album. <clears throat> you know? Look. I mean, you know. maybe not. I don't know. You do you. I mean, Mikey agreed you with me. Did you so. go listen? Did you go listen to the Bonnie Light Horseman? We'll, we'll get to that in the What I'm Consuming. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> what's uh, what's we'll I? Find out. Luckily, nothing you know, of note me, happened this week, so we don't have anything in, like the world to talk about but you know we'll just talk about boring us you know and you know the boring me i got two things one is boring me i'm really happy to like be back to normal life like i'm back to work i'm back to weightlifting yeah. a buddy of mine who lives in uh hong kong he uh he's a weightlifter and he was looking for some fresh programming and he reached out to me he's like hey will you write a you know will you write a training block for me and and i was like yeah why don't you write one for me so we like you know we wrote you know when you write a training block it's basically four weeks of training with a unified theme and you know a lot of care and consideration put into it and so i wrote one for him and he wrote one for me so i'm starting this week i'm starting the training block that he wrote for me and that's always exciting it's fresh you know what i'm saying that's cool um at the same time i ain't really lifted in three weeks and i, I just did three days in a row and i'm oh. like all right this is a lot um the thing that's not about me and i don't know how i don't know how familiar you are with this and whether or not this will speak to you at all but have you heard of these um they're not really battles but um in quarantine, a lot of these DJs have done these verses yeah. um, sessions. Yeah. I haven't watched well, any of them, okay. but I've watched people talk about them on Twitter. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> just today, Bun B confirmed that he's doing a verses with 8-Ball and MJG. Oh. Yeah, I right? Didn't, didn't even know 8-Ball was still around. So. <laughs> well, well, I've been listening to a lot of a lot of A Ball and MJG lately. Have you? Um, I can't remember the last. Yeah, time I, I have. Whoa! What are you there? You there? What happened? Yeah. All of a sudden, I had a ton of feedback. Oh, I don't. Yeah, know. my buddy, my my buddy Colin lives in Memphis. He's like, you know, he's like three layers deep in the southern rap. Yeah. And he's like, you need to really, you know, he made me a playlist. He's like, you need to give these guys a lot more of a chance. 
Yeah. And so I've been listening to them lately. I like them. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're good. I just don't, I, I can't remember the last time I listened to them in earnest. Yeah. But that's cool. Well, they're kind of like that, you know, kind of slept on Southern rappers. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's one. Pimp C is another one out of that, you know, UGK kind of group. That, He's dead, isn't he? Uh, well, hell if I know. Shit. I don't even, you know. I'm pretty sure. He Pimp might show up on the verses. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but. Uh, I can hear you googling in he's, the background. He's, he died in December fourth, two thousand seven. So oh, rest in peace. While. Found dead in his hotel room. Oh. Death to complications are easy. Oh, heavy compensation of purple drank. And it says in the Wikipedia article, it says purple drank. And his yeah. pre-existing condition of sleep apnea. That seems like a bad mix. Purple drank and sleep apnea. <clears throat> R.I.P. Gone too Damn. soon. Yeah. Sorry to bring down the vibe. Yeah, you just kind of killed it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dead air. Dead air. All right. Well. So, what's your hype? My what's hype, your hype is that the holidays are over. Okay, so the same thing. The holidays are yeah. over. What? The same thing. Oh, that you're you're yeah, glad please. that things are back to new year, new year, old you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I had a I had an enjoyable holiday, but it also brings, I mean, even though ours was super low key, there's still enough like pressure to like enjoy yourself that uh it mm-hmm. just it's just I'm like glad for it to be over, but you know, I did have mm-hmm. a I had, I had a better one than I've had in a couple years maybe. That's pretty 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 fun. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been six years since you've seen me, I so I mean, that Merry Christmas. The, it was it was the gift, the gift of the Magi that keeps on giving. Um, it was not the gift of the Magi. <laughs> it was a little bit like that. It's, you should. It was nothing like <laughs> the gift like of the Magi. Yeah. <laughs> you taught me that story, <laughs> and now you get it wrong. Yeah, I can always find a way to make it relate, but um. Yes, yeah, that's that's my height. So it's over. What's uh, what's your not height? I mean, treason aside, <laughs> um, just gestures around. Uh, just fucking yeah, fascism this, and treason aside. Um, I went went back to the doctor today, and my blood work came back, and it turns out <clears throat> my Lyme is back. So oh shit. My doctor was like, yeah, I, got, I mean, we gave you the doxy before, but it looks like your antibodies are still fighting it. So we're going to go ahead and give you three weeks of doxycycline. And I said, all right, doc, thank you very much. And can I tell you something? I'm 37, right? Yeah. And I haven't had a physical in at least 15 years, oh, right? Yeah, same here. And this doctor is a lady doctor. Okay. And... I was driving there and I realized, hold on. Is she going to like cut my balls and tell me to cough? And then also being close to 40, is she going to stick a finger up my butt? I mean, I I guess you could Google that, but your your results are going to be varied on that. So, you know, 
I was like, I just, you know, I don't know that I'm sure on my first week back to work after the holidays, I'm ready to just, you know, be penetrated by this person that I met once before in my entire life, you know? Yeah. No, I, I don't blame you. I'd be a little nervous about that too. So how did it turn so out? So I said, I, I, well, I sit in the doctor's office and the lady that comes to take my blood pressure and whatnot and ask me all sorts of questions, the medical assistant, she's like, oh, do you want a Johnny? I was like, excuse me? Uh, she's like... Yeah. he said you know the thing that you wear like you, you know you take your clothes off and you put that on i was like oh god i'm gonna i'm gonna be assaulted today <laughs> she's gonna put a finger in my butt <laughs> she was like you keep your boxers on you know you just take your clothes off and wear it and i was like i i mean i i guess yeah like I, i'll take one yeah and i put it on and joey <laughs> I mean, it's one of those, it's like, quote unquote, one size fits all, you know? Yeah. But I felt like, like it was so tight around my shoulders. <laughs> That's not how those things usually go. They're usually like so loose, they fall off of you. So. I know. Well, it, you know, I tied it around my neck. It's like open in the back. Yeah. And then I'm just sitting there like a five-year-old, you know, just like swinging things your legs. constricting my yeah. shoulders. Yeah. yeah, swinging my legs. Turns out all she did was listen to my heart, listen to my lungs, and then feel my belly. Oh, you it know? doesn't like, seem like you, know, you needed to take me. your clothes off for that. I know. I was like, I, I didn't need to take my clothes off for this. Yeah, maybe maybe you, didn't get, even... <laughs> you got punked. I got, yeah, Ashton Kutcher they came in the corner. Yeah. Dax Shepard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's not, I guess it's not that big of a deal. I'm not too worried about it. I'm going to take the doxy. I'm just going to. I thought I'd kick the line, man. You know so what I'm saying? So in theory, this could guess... make it go away forever? I thought, well, she's like, look, I mean, we're still early. It's a good thing we caught this antibody yeah. stuff. We're going to go ahead and hit you with some more doxy, and it should knock it out. Okay. It's like, okay. Well. You know, I'm not going to, you know, it's my cross to bear. Yeah. Well, sure not the hype. Uh, the, the holidays are over. You get one episode a year where you get to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I this is the like there's there is even though I can't stand the holidays, the post holiday depression is real because there was all this excitement and things to look forward to, even though also yeah. dread. But now it's like the vacuum afterwards of like it's like I'm still not really fully working hard enough because I'm still in holiday mode. But mm -hmm. I'm, you know, like I'm having a hard time getting motivated because I just sat on the couch for, you know, two weeks and just chilled and hung out yeah. and with my wife and stuff. And now it's like, you know, that, that January is kind of difficult, I think, for a lot of people just because of that. So you know, it's yeah, fine, I you. but you know, and it, it, I'm okay. But like, you know, it's that that little bit of dread afterwards. Like I hate it when it's here, but then I hate it when it's gone. So. You know, yeah, I no, know. I think a lot of people can relate. Yeah, but um, you got some hype still out? Yeah, tonight's podcast. <laughs> oh, because you were so tired. Oh, it's just it's kind of a cheat. Yeah, I mean, I'm back to work now, and I've yeah. been up since five o'clock this morning. And I was sitting here. It was like it was like a six thirty. I just finished my dinner. And I was like, motherfucker, I got to watch this fucking episode of the yeah. OC. I got to take notes. I got I to gotta think about this podcast. I got to be on. It's going to be, you know, 
late at night. I mean, we say eight o'clock we're going to record, but that probably means eight thirty. And sometimes we go for an hour and a half, you know, which I don't hate. Like when I'm doing it, it's fun. But then, you know, when we hit stop on the record, that's when I'm like, fuck me. It's, you know, 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah, or and or 10, 10 o'clock. Um, yeah, 10 o'clock. I'm sorry yeah. that it's, this podcast is such a burden to you. Oh, oh it's man. not. It's not. <laughs> you're not the burden. It's the fans. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's that having pressure. To the fans it's having to want. carry, you know, having to carry this thing for them. is uh, it's And I don't even here. have most of the weight. You know, I'm over here on the couch. On the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough job. Someone's got to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I was worried that, like, I was, like, I was just, like, low-key anxious that I wasn't going to – I was worried about it this, all afternoon because I, I didn't really have my questions answered, you know, and I was like, God, oh, what if the episode isn't good, the OC isn't good, you know, mm-hmm. and then started watching the OC and everything just turned around. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, my what about you? Uh, my hype's still out is that uh, so I do this kayak race in Columbia, South Carolina every year called the Iceman Kayak Race. Yep, you're familiar with it. I've talked about it on the podcast. Before. I'm intimately familiar yeah. with it. I, it is my favorite kayak race that I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So we, you know, me and my my boy Andy run it, and uh, he he does most of the work, and I I. DJ at it and do help him with certain things and design the t-shirt and stuff like that. So we've been working on that and it's this weekend, but of course, because of the pandemic, it's going to be a completely different thing. We, we almost didn't have it this year, you know? Um, and we decided mm-hmm. that since kayaking is a sport that doesn't require people to be in close proximity to each other, that we would have the event. We've told people we don't want spectators there. Um, We've told people actively do not come to the race. <laughs> um, and when we, you know, we've got our pr- protocols down, we're going to make everybody wear masks when they're not, you know, actually going to get in the river, et cetera. And we've li- we've made it to where we're going to limit contact. We're not going to have an after party, any of that stuff. So, um, you know, the hype's still out. It's just, it's going to be different and I'll be able to see people, but you know, that I'm going to be far away from them, you know, and I won't really get to, interact like i usually do you know but are you gonna it, create so. a t-shirt with an iconic Iceman version of something with a mask on it no i didn't do that 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 i uh i chose to not well i didn't even think of that really but um it's got a it's a it's kind of like a james bond theme thing because uh sean connery died this year yeah. So I usually do like a pop culture thing. A lot of times it has to do with something that's cold, like, you know, Empire Strikes yep. Back, Hoth Planet, or it'll have something to do with some some uh some celebrity that died. Like we did a Burt Reynolds shirt a couple years ago when he passed away and you know. I don't I don't know that I saw. I mean, I love the I love the one with uh Ice Ice Cube on it. Yeah, the Ice Cube wearing a kayak helmet. Um, he was so angry. Yeah, it's like angry Ice Cube, but you know, it's like a, it was like a mix between OG Ice Cube and family friendly Ice Cube. Um, at first, I was <laughs> OG like, on his way to family. And then I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what is that movie? He was like, are we there yet? Part four or something? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I did that at first. I was like, yeah, and then I was like, um, yeah, I've done that. We did Vanilla Ice because obviously Ice related 
um one year we did that and you know done a bunch of star wars ones and stuff but yeah but we'll see i mean i'm, I'm excited it's also going to be the most time i'm going to have spent in a car in like almost a year because <laughs> i got to drive oh, to columbia so i haven't spent more than like 30 minutes in a car in a year you know so which podcast are you gonna listen to I'm going to catch up on all the ones I've missed, you know? Usually what I do, I'm kind of bummed because usually I I listen to the Giant Bomb uh, year-end review. They do several, like, their top fives of games and blah, 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 you know, different different topics in gaming. Um, but yeah. this year, because of the pandemic, they weren't able to get together, so they're, like, postponing it until perhaps February. So I'm kind of bummed because that's like my tradition is to listen in that ep- every every episode of that special edition of that podcast is like three to six hours. So it winds up being like a lot of time. Um, so I usually listen to that like throughout January and a big chunk of it is when I'm driving to this race, but I don't get to do that this year. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to some of the you ones. Listen to dissect. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm going to add it to my, my list and I've, I've listened to some of that and, catch up on a few things that I haven't gotten a chance to listen to in a while. And yeah. So that's my hype still out. Um, what you've been consuming. So there's a, uh, there's an Instagram, uh, page or profile that I follow where the admin of it is he's anonymous. Um, but it's it's called a plastic plant. Okay. It's all one word, a plastic plant, and everything <clears throat> on that page is a triptych, okay, of some type. Um, and so on Sundays, it's like slideshow Sundays. But it's just a particular type of, you know. I, actually, you'll like every now and again. There's like, like a couple of days ago, he posted these three different Keith Haring style album covers mm-hmm. like one was um travis scott album cover another one was a kick cutty cover and and then he did a j cole cover in the keith herring style oh. um and it's just a it's it's a cool aesthetic of an instagram page mm-hmm. right and i enjoy it whenever i see one of the images come up i go to the page to check out the whole triptych to see what other you know images or videos have been posted and <clears throat> on the stories for this account, um, he'll post wallpapers yeah. for phones, mm-hmm. you know, just neat pictures and stuff. So it's just, it's just pretty good looking stuff, mm-hmm. right? On Spotify, this account administrator has created a playlist called a plastic playlist. Okay. And the past like three days I've put, I've pulled that up. And have put that on, and it's gone back and forth. It's kind of vacillated back and forth between background and foreground music. Mm-hmm. It's pretty appropriate for like a car ride, or I even put it on this morning when I was at the like at the gym coaching early because he's got you know it's like a lot of like hip hop on it, but it's not like super in your face, you know. It's just like it's just good music, you know, most of the time. And um, so that's one of the things I've been doing, which I I don't usually do, right? I don't usually throw on somebody else's playlist just to listen to other people's playlists, but I I really like the curation of it. I think Mm -hmm. it's good. And then the other thing that I I did today is I listened to, um, you know, 
enter the Wu-Tang from start to finish, like mm-hmm. 36 chambers from yeah. start to finish. And because I something triggered my memory of that album. And to me, that's one of those, like you say, it's a perfect album. You just hit mm-hmm. play yep. and you go. And I'll be damned if that album, it's to say it still holds up is disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, I, a couple years ago, I, I did like a, a Facebook poll and asked people what was the best, uh, hip hop album of all time. And a lot of people said that album and I, I have a hard time disagreeing with that. I mean, it's, it's just a great album, you know? Yeah. Very creative. It really is. Um, just really creative. And, and it was and at the time it came out, I mean, there's, it's that. A lot of people have have done that sort of mashup of culture stuff since then, but it was real real new then, you know, like the whole like doing yeah. kung fu uh, samples and stuff in it was was real fresh. Yeah, well, there so, wasn't like, you know, there there wasn't. I I don't know, you know, there wasn't like there was a lot else sounding like that at the time. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting you know, and, so it's album. and it's such a mix of all their. I mean, that's a, obviously that's a lot of different people to have on an album, and have on almost you know so many of the songs feature most of them, you know, except for I think Master Kill is yeah. only on one song because he was in jail at the time, um, but yeah, it's such a such a wrangling of all these different type of uh, like styles, you know. But with an yeah. overall like cohesive sounding um, production, yeah, it's a great album. It's one yeah. I should get on vinyl because it's it is truly great from start to finish. Now you can listen to that thirty seventh uh, Enter the thirty seventh Chamber that the jazz. I went and listened to it. Yeah, what yeah, you, you no, I liked it. it. Yeah, it's cool. And the funny thing was, you you know, when you sent it to me, I was like, I don't know who this is, you know. Yeah. And I started listening to it. I was like, shit, I've heard this. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. heard this whole thing. Yeah. You know, I just had no idea that that's what it was. Yeah, it's know? been in a lot of something the other day I was watching it had a it had a track from it on it. Um we're talking about the L. Michaels affair, Enter the Thirty Seventh Chamber, which is a trip like jazz tribute to, to Wu Tang, which is is real good. Um that's cool. Um sweet. Is that it? Yeah, that's it for me. Um so I've been watching a couple things. Jackie and I are watching this HBO documentary called I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is about the Golden State Killer who was uh, apprehended recently, like the past couple of years. Um, it's about this particular thing is about the the woman who was writing the book on it. Uh, it was Patton Oswalt's wife, uh, Michelle McNamara. And oh, she shit. she passed away, you know, yeah. during the writing of this book. And it was like this labor of love for them to finish this book. And also uh, it's not a spoiler really. Cause it's part of the whole thing is that, they, it, it, you know, they captured this dude um, after she passed away. And it's just kind of an interesting look into it. It kind of juxtaposes her life with the, the victims and stuff, you know, um, she's uh-huh. a character in it, you know, um, but Pat Oswald's yeah. in it a bunch and it's just heartbreaking in places. Cause you know, um, it was such a big loss for him. Um, it's really well done though. We're only like three episodes in. I think it's like six episodes, but, um, 
it's pretty good. Jackie just read the book, um, McNamara's book on it. And, um, so that, that's been good. Uh, but you know, we're doing it in kind of small doses cause it is heavy. Um, on the lighter side yeah. of things, I finished a movie that I have started about 10 times, which is a uh, chef featuring John Favreau. Really? Yeah. Have you, have you seen this movie? I assume. I rewatched it last week. Really? What a coincidence. Like, yeah. It's like the gift of the man. Yeah. Game. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> what did you, um, why? Okay. First question. Why didn't you finish it when you watched it the first few times? I, it's one of those movies that I would start like kind of late at night and I, I would fall asleep about 30 minutes in. And I, once you start something about three times, then your brain goes, well, I've already watched this. And so it's like this avoidance uh-huh. of like, well, I've already seen this, but I haven't really seen it. I've seen the first 30 minutes of it five times. So I just eventually was like, you know what? A lot of my friends like this movie. Uh, you know, I like John Favreau, so I'm going to, I'm going to pressure, you know, get persevere and get through it. And I really loved it. I thought it was great. Just a really yeah happy, nice movie, you know? <clears throat> yeah. It's a small yeah, yeah, just, story. I love small little movies like that. That, and it's you know it's feel good, and I think you could probably criticize it for being too sappy or something. But it's just kind of nice that it's like even the bad guys in it aren't that bad, you know. Um, or the you know the villain, it's you know his ex wife and stuff is actually like they could play that character very differently than they did, you know. Um, I thought it was really good, and then we I mean, uh, is we, she? I, mean, I don't even think she's the villain. She's not, but in, in a movie like I expected her to be, you know. Because it's like, oh, it's my ex-wife, you know, like they kind of like they they kind of bait and switch you with that where you're like, think she's going to be like awful. And then she's actually very supportive. And you're like, well, why did they break up? You know, Um, uh, it was just a nice movie. And then we've started watching that chef show, which he's done after it, which is him with the guy that the the chef that Roy, what's his name, um, that taught him how to cook for the movie. And it's them going around and you know, making dishes. It's very much like ugly, delicious kind of in a way. Um, I don't know. I guess you've seen some of that too. Yeah. I watched like two or three episodes of it. Yeah. We watched the one with Bill Um, Burr in it today and it was pretty funny. So. Oh yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. He's pretty, (laughs) it's making like grilled cheeses. He's like, I want to make a grilled cheese like you did in that movie. Um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, yeah, I, um, I watched the one with, uh, Wolfgang Puck. Oh, I haven't seen that and one. Yet. Another one where they went through a bunch of different meats and stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah, good. It's a cool little thing. I mean, I really like that movie. I I, yeah. I listen to that movie's uh soundtrack at least twice a year. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's what Great that soundtrack. that's where the, the uh the All Michaels affair song was in that. The cream okay. that cream yeah. that version of cream is in it. Um Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, but there he's he, it's a montage and he's like it's when he's like, I think it's like after he's gotten fired or whatever, and he's making his dish for the, you know, to like try to redeem himself or whatever, um, or after he quits or whatever, he leaves. Uh, it's like the montage for that. So, yeah, good, good, good movie, worth watching if you haven't ever seen it before. Um, it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, music-wise, I've been listening to. This guy, Supachuli, who's uh, this rapper, this local rapper from Jacksonville. Jacksonville, North Carolina is just a little, you know, 45 minutes, an hour away from me. Um, hour and a half, depending on how you go. 
Um, and this this guy Super Chuli is he's on my friend DJ Danny Ocean's um, label. I guess. I guess it's a label. It's kind of his promotion thing called Making Waves. And they released this EP, and I was really shocked. Like, there's a lot of like local rap that I've listened to, but a lot of it's badly produced, you know. And you can just mm-hmm. tell it's amateur. And uh, this this Super Chuli EP is is got some good production on it. Sounds really good, you know. Um, and I kind of like the guy's flow. I was kind of into it. So, um, I don't know. I sent it to you, but I guess you didn't get a chance to listen to it, or you didn't like it. But when did you send it? I texted you one night and I was like, "Hey, check this out." Oh, must have been one of those. You up? <laughs> yeah, you up. It's when I was watching TV and I couldn't sleep. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's super chilly. Uh, it's I think it's called Super Chilly EP. It's on it's on Spotify. But um, it, it, I don't know. It's got I, I like it. Oh, I remember it. No, yeah. I listened to it and it was kind of yeah. I was like, oh, this is as good as like fundamentally local self-produced stuff gets Mm -hmm. it's got you know it feels like that dude's got a lot of potential you know to me so whereas like most i mean when djing people bring you their mixtape and stuff all the time and you're like okay well this is something but um yeah i kind (laughs) of like that i've actually listened to it like twice and, and and dug it so um and then i listened to that bonnie light horseman album the one that you infamously named number one album of twenty twenty in a big in a big upset. <laughs> Everybody was shocked, in, man. In the biggest in the biggest upset of twenty twenty, yeah, the staff of Pitchfork was horrified. What'd you think? Um, I liked it. I it it didn't set my world on fire. I'll be honest. Um, it's pretty. It's got a nice yeah. sound to it. Um, I yep. don't love the female vocalists. Um voice careful careful sorry yep. um nope, it's okay but the 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 songs with the fruit bats guy has the lead I, I liked a lot um it none of it like really stuck with me though but i'm going to listen to it again because i don't want to just like well say i, don't I was like gonna it. say i think that <clears throat> i think your initial impression is right mm-hmm. um it not right but it is what mine was i listened okay. to it and i was like oh that's pleasant yeah you know um it just keeps growing on me. Okay. Well, it, it just like, it immediately evaporated from my brain after I was done with it. Um, yeah. But um, I'm going to listen to it again because I, I knew that it was like one of those slow burn things. But, you know, it's uh, funny. I, <clears throat> I, um, I've, I've, um, I've, I, the third person, Josh Kaufman, you know, if you like look at his Wikipedia page, it's like multi-instrumentalist. Mm-hmm plays in a lot of different bands. And I knew that he had been in a lot of different bands lineups here and there. Yeah. And just like three days ago, I've been, I've been watching a lot of YouTube uh, videos instead of like watching scripted stuff on Netflix or Hulu or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Same. Here. And I've been starting, I've been starting my days, like my breakfasts with um, just like video recordings of live concerts. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching dinner with that as well. Yeah. And I put on a, an old His Golden Messenger set at Pitchfork or not. Yeah. No, at Pickathon, yeah. uh, the music festival in Oregon and like 2017. And what do you know? I, I look up at the TV. I go, that's Josh Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's funny. It's such a world's collide <laughs> kind of thing. It's just like, you know, all these little kind of like second tier right. touring musicians, you know, they're just, just like an incestuous kind of like the, the best kind of, you know, kind of like yeah. mix and match of all these different musicians that I love. They all play with each other. And I was just like, I was kind of like, to be honest with you, I was kind of proud of myself. I was like, oh my God, that's Josh Kaufman. Like I recognize him now, you know, I've seen him. I've only seen him live once before, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, and then like five minutes into the set, you know, MC Taylor says like, like give a hand for Josh Kaufman. And I was like, validated. <laughs> You're like, I know you. Heard of you yeah. before. Heard of you before. He's like, oh, I named I named your album number one this year. It was a big upset. <laughs> yeah, it was an upset. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I'm definitely gonna listen to it again. Um, I guess all three of them sing on different tracks, right? So. Uh, I don't think Josh Kaufman sings. I thought that there's another, there's another male voice on that album, and I don't think it's yeah. And me. that is the voice of your boy Justin Vernon Bon Iver. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't on realize the, that was him. Um, yeah, Bright Mornings or yeah. whatever the song yeah. is called. He sounds different um, on a lot of stuff. You know, he's got like kind of a. I don't know. I guess if I listened to him regularly enough, I would be able to pick him out, but. Um, well, I mean, most of the time when he's doing like Bonnie Vare and a lot of the rap stuff, he's he's auto tuned out the mm, wazoo. Yeah, right. Intentionally, you know, that was just his voice. You yeah. know, that's Bright Morning Stars. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, which Mikey told us he didn't think that those were uh, uh, cover songs, but then I saw an article that said these are renditions of old classics. So I don't know who to believe. No, he he said that they may as well be considered originals oh, because okay. they're so distant from the originals. I did like when I, I, I was thinking about well, it, I called them old folk songs, but yeah. <clears throat> they're not like the folk songs that you think like 1960s are. Folk. I think these oh. are like, like 19th century Irish ballads. Yeah. Yeah. Or early, early, like Americana stuff. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's like that kind of folk, not like, I guess the 60s would probably be considered like neo folk, you know, like, I mean, it's folk, I but guess, it's like, yeah. it's the taking of these sort of like standards and, and taking the style of them and, you know, I don't know. We could, we could argue about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess like a lot of 1960s era folk is like protest, socially conscious, whereas like all the songs on this, Bunny like horsemen are like love and love lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. There's no like real political bent to those songs. No, uh, not that I could pick up on. But um, yeah, I like that. There's a couple. I think that second song on it, which is the the first one that the guy from the river, deep in love. I think it's that song. I think I that, like that. That's one. a that's kind of the single. Yeah, okay. From the album. I like yeah. that one a lot. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it again. I recommended it cool. to a friend of mine who's uh, into the fruit bats but did not know about it. Um, oh, I bet so you felt cool. I was like, yeah, you know, you, some people know about this. Some people would even say it's the best album of 2020. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's my consuming. What about you? Is there anything else? No, I'm good. Um, cool. Uh, I guess it's time. If you're not listening, well, if you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. Welcome to the OC, bitch. Uh, this is episode 19 of season one of the OC, and this one, this episode's entitled "The Heartbreak." And uh, this this episode is very horny. <laughs> 
and a lot of horny. But at least, can I just say, thank God we're resetting after Oliver with another fundraiser slash party. <laughs> I know. That's what the first note I have is that parties are back. <laughs> so the... the 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 overarching theme of the episode is that it's Valentine's Day. This is the Valentine's Day episode. We got a couple different storylines going on. Um, we're in the aftermath of of Oliver. Uh, so we have we have uh, Ryan trying to negotiate, you know, navigate his relationship or lack of relationship with Marissa, um, and and vice versa. You know, um, Marissa you know, kind of betrayed him during the whole Oliver thing, you know, didn't listen to him, et cetera. So we're dealing with the fallout of that. Uh, we're dealing with uh post breakup, Seth, you know, Seth and Anna have broken up. Um, and then we also have uh Sandy and Kirsten story where Sandy is not respecting Valentine's day, but Kirsten is super into Valentine's day. So they're clashing. Rosh Hashanah. Now that's a holiday. <laughs> that's a holiday. I love how, Arbor uh, Day. What about Secretary's Day? <laughs> he has some good lines about Valentine's Day. I very much, uh, 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 I very much, uh, my my beliefs on Valentine's Day align with Sandy Cohen's. Um, you know, he's very much about how it's like uh, commercialized, etc. I there was also some nice nods to uh, Chris Mika in there. <laughs> Kristen Kirsten dares to criticize Chris Mika. And Sandy and uh, Seth are both like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Christmas is a real holiday, all right? <laughs> She's like, no, it's not. He made it up when he was six. It is a blend of the Christian, Judeo-Christian, <laughs> and, and, and Jewish, and it gets cut off. Yeah. Um, so uh, all this leads up to this holiday singles event that is the party. Oh, uh, we also have a Jimmy. Jimmy and uh, what's the sister's name? Haley? Is it Haley? Haley, yeah. Jimmy yeah. and, and ha- Haley is like trying to seduce Jimmy, I guess. Um, that's a pretty minor story. And then we also have this uh, <laughs> this kind of a uh, icky story of Fluke and and uh, what's her name, Julie Cooper. Uh, I, 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 I we can get so let's get to that one that. in a minute. Uh, we'll we'll sidetrack that one and I'll just go over kind of the overall. Ba- basically, oh and and, and uh, so they they have this party they got to go to. Um, Seth and invites Summer or whatever I guess, and then um, Marissa and Ryan decide to go, but they're not going together. Marissa's not happy with that, um, and then Seth, uh, Ryan goes, and lo and behold. Uh, what's her name's there working? Teresa. Teresa, his old flame, his his you know his his high school sweetheart, as it were, um, or childhood sweetheart, I guess. They've known each other like their whole life. She just happens to be working this catering job for this party, and so he kind of reconnects with her. And you know that the rest of the episode is these these all these interactions going off. Uh, notably, we have uh, <laughs> we have. Seth and Summer finally have sex, right? Um, in this very abrupt way. Uh, it was very like not. I was not ready for it myself. I was like, "Whoa, wait, this is happening." Uh, and a lot of the episode is about how awkward that is, I guess. Um, and uh, you know, that's. I guess that's the overall overview of the episode. You, you either watched it or you didn't. 
Sorry, um, I'm a little rusty on my, my recaps, but no, it's fine. It's great. I, I, first note that I, aside from you know Sandy clowning on Valentine's Day in the most Sandy fashion you know possible, it, we we arrive at the Harbor School and Marissa sees Ryan and she goes to kiss him and he hits her with the most cold swerve ever. And then I was yeah. really like, it was I was not happy with Marissa going like. I'm ready for everything to go back to normal, just the way it was. Like, girl, you dumped him. You dumped him for a, a serial killer. Like, you dumped him. He pulled that guy pulled a gun on you, and now you're ready to kiss Ryan in the hallway. Yeah, like you didn't believe that. Ryan. Ain't no way to say. Yeah, you didn't yeah. believe Ryan. You already were kind of like betraying him by not honoring him as far as like his his uneasiness about this dude. And then you just want to be like, oh, everything's back to normal. So, yeah, this is frustrating. Um, I really, I've talked a lot of shit about Jimmy on this on this show. Yeah, I really like the way Tate Donovan calls, like, delivers the line of Jimmy calling his daughter kiddo. Yeah, yeah, he, I like that word kiddo. Like, I, I, my, my, my mom used to call me kiddo. Yeah, and I just like that word. You know what I'm saying? Like. He comes in from you know from the lighthouse and he goes oh hey kiddo you know it's, I don't know I like it yeah there's a lot of love in that you can hear it in his voice and he and in a show that kind of makes their the 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 youthful characters kind of grow up really fast it's kind of nice that he treats her as you know as a youth um, yeah it's his girl yeah and yeah it's nice um, um, I actually didn't hate the the Jimmy and Haley thing there was there was kind of nice rapport between them. Well, I'm uh, you know. sure I, I don't want to, you know, spoil anything, yeah. you know? Or, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I thought it was sweet. I did think it was sweet. I thought it was a nice little, like, D plot. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, the it was fine. Stolen kisses and, you know, Haley used to make these and stay in a boat in the harbor. Or it goes to find her. That was nice. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that in your episode recap, you did not mention one of the monumental moments of this episode, which was the introduction of the off-screen parody soap opera that they start watching on the OC <laughs> called The Valley. Yeah, I, I actually, I meant to make a note of that and I did not write it down. So I'm glad you brought it up because I was like, I should make a note and I didn't switch over to my other window to do that. Um, yeah, The Valley. This just, this just brings up so much because in this world, we have people on the OC watching a show that is the same conceit of the show that they're performing in, but also at this time is when MTV started Laguna Hills. Oh, is or that Laguna Beach? Laguna Beach. Did that is that timeline correct? That timeline is correct. It was okay. at the end of season yeah. one of the OC when MTV started Laguna Beach. Yeah. So. This is the show which Laguna Beach was like the the like real quote unquote, you know quote unquote version of the OC. Um, yeah, this is the show also winking at itself, you know that like oh teen soap operas are stupid, but we're gonna watch them, you know. Um, yeah, and also we got introduced to uh, was it Princess Sparkle? Is that her name? Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> uh, Summers Summers My Little Pony, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the, 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 this happens twice. Seth and Summer have sex twice during the episode. 
Summer climbs on top of Seth and takes her shirt off. And the very first time Seth says, whatever you say, Summer, yes, yes. But uh, you don't really clock the song cue until the second time it happens. As soon as Summer takes off her shirt, that Hello Sunshine song comes right back in a second yeah. time. Yeah, that's I'm, I've, I'm glad you brought that up because that's uh, I'm as I want to do. I, I, I pay attention to the classic songs that are in you know, that were associated with the OC. And this is one of the ones that when I Googled Hello Sunshine, the first result was Hello Sunshine, the OC. Um, it's a yeah. song by a Welsh group called Super Furry Animals. I think they were a big deal in Wales. Uh, never really took off in America or anything, but any indie group. But yes, there throughout this whole episode, there are several songs that reference the sun, sunshine, or summer time. Um, which is obviously a reference to summer, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to, I think it's probably supposed to be, I don't know if it's supposed to be paralleled or not, but you know, I think that at the, at the time of airing, Mm -hmm. I think most people cared about this episode because of Ryan and Marissa. Mm -hmm. But this to me is so much, I mean, this is a Seth and summer episode and when Seth says, you know, it was you, it's always been you, you're undeniable. Yeah. You know, that's what causes Summer to, you know, to throw herself into Seth's arms. And it's it's so obvious by this point to everyone involved. I mean, that's why, the, you know, him and Anna broke up. But, like, ultimately, mm-hmm. always had, we, were, we always knew, even though you were on Team Anna for a period of time, we always knew it was going to be Summer in the end. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this, this is... This is summer. This is the point where summer starts really becoming my favorite character in the show, you know? Um, uh, and yeah, and this is a big moment for them, but it also seemed very rushed. But I guess they kind of address that. Well, he says, hold on, let me scroll down. Yeah. This was a huge moment in both of our lives, and we just blew past it quickly. And she goes, really, really quickly. And he goes, hey, hey not that quickly. <laughs> um, I will say that is another great Seth gets these great romantic lines, you know, what was the other thing when he's like, you can't, when he was trying to apologize to Anna and summer, you can't blame right. me for wanting yeah, you to can't be, blame me for wanting to spend time with both of you. Both of you. And then he has this, this line in this one of you know, you're undeniable, which is just like, Oh man, it's such a great line. And you know, she, it, 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 it means something to her when he says that, you know, um, but yeah. yeah, it is very much like, oh, we're having sex now. Okay, well, um, but, but well, but then he then he gets to turn around right after delivering like incredible romantic line. The next scene, he goes, "So that was sex." <laughs> I, yeah, and I I think that it this this whole storyline does sum up like that the awkwardness of sexuality at that age, you know. Um, mm-hmm. in, in a pretty pretty accurate way, you know. There, I mean, in in the second time, they're like, both of them independently are like, yeah, there were just elbows and arms everywhere. <laughs> yeah, or or uh, Seth going to Ryan and saying, I was like a fish flopping around <laughs> on dry land, and then you know he finally turns to Ryan, he's like, what else? You know, what's the advice you have? And Ryan goes, do it again. Yeah, he said that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> yeah. And while we're on the topic of like, yeah, that age and that kind of thing, like I thought the like master class 
maybe not masterclass in acting, but masterclass in how to have fun at your job was Seth and Sandy's talk. Yeah. It was a clinic on listening to your acting partner, reacting, having fun, you know, girl stuff. Well, you've come to the master, you know, and then when when Seth says to Sandy, we have to have the talk, Sandy pauses, his eyes widen, and he goes, now? Yeah. Yeah, we have another <laughs> instance. This happens a lot where Sandy becomes kind of the kid and Seth is the, the parent. Um, mm-hmm. It happens. It flips a lot. And, and it, I think it's a testament to how I, it, Peter Gallagher and uh, uh, Adam Brody Adam Brody are are um, are the best actors on the show, right? Uh, not, not, right. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I think Peter Gallagher stands on his own. Yeah, but I, I, I think that like, I mean, I think all the acting is, is good, but. Uh, that's not saying I'm not shitting on anybody. I just think that those yeah. two are like the strongest actors and you can tell that they click when they act together. Every interaction we have yeah. between Sandy and Seth is like, we get some nice little cool moment out of or awkward thing, but they both, they play off of each other. It, it is true that it's like this trust. They trust each other as actors, you know? Um, and yeah. they, they, Sandy, Sandy, <sighs> The appetizer is as good as the main course. <laughs> he's, he's asking Seth, "What? Who was it? Who? If if I may ask." And yeah. Seth doesn't give him an answer, but he says, "Summer, oh you dog, you dog." Yeah, <laughs> I love how Sandy is explaining foreplay too, and he's like, "Well, you know, it's like you, the hands and the you massage and you touch the." Okay, well we can move on. <laughs> it's like so awkward. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and also when Seth is like, Sandy's like, "Did you wear? Did you did you put a did you put a?" And then Seth is just like, "Oh, why did I even talk to him about this?" Oh, they're both just mortified, but they have to discuss it with each other, you know. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's there's some great acting in there and just great moments. Um, that I mean, yeah, you're totally right that it's a very horny episode. <laughs> it's um, horny in this like this way that like the characters are even like, I don't understand what's going on. Like we're just all super horny. <laughs> you know, like, February 14th. It just, <laughs> the stars align. Just, everybody's already. Um, it is later on in the episode. We find out that uh, Seth has, has assumed that summer is not a virgin and it becomes, it, it's a very important connection between them that she admits to him that she was a virgin too. Um, you weren't the only virgin in the room. What? Was somebody filming us? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I laughed out loud when he said that. He's, what? There was somebody else there? Was somebody filming us? <laughs> um, it, it's a big deal because, you know, and that's another one of those like high school things, like wondering who is experienced and who isn't. And it's like, you know, this, this fine line between somebody being promiscuous versus being experienced, I guess. But it's it's an important connection between them, you know, uh, yeah. and, and it is the thing that makes them both go, okay, we don't ha- we don't have to be good at this. Um, we'll okay, this out. so let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. Yeah, because it was a really really sweet moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. You know, <laughs> Seth stands up and he says, "Well, let's just start over. Let's start yeah. from the beginning and take it slow." And she says, "What are you doing?" And he puts on a record, 
and it's an incredible fucking music cue. Yeah. And she says, what are you doing? And he picks her up and he starts slow dancing with her. And he says, I'm sweeping you off your feet. And she said, you know what the problem is? I think you are. Yeah. And that song is so well done. Yeah. Okay. It's a cover of Wonderwall by a now canceled sexual predator. (laughs) Yeah. It's by Ryan Adams. It was... Yep. It's so crazy how that, like, at the time, you know, Ryan, Ad- you know, Ryan Adams is like, for a long, long time, has enjoyed incredible cultural prestige because of his his covers. He's at his best when he covers other people. Yeah. You know, that Dave Rawlings, To Be Young, uh, 1989, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, and I, and I was just listening to it. I was like, shit. You know, like, I didn't, ex- you know, we, we talk a lot about what has aged well and what hasn't aged mm-hmm. well. And I was like, fuck man like this is such a good music cue but at the same time it's like damn now you got me remembering the fact that like i can't really listen to ryan adams anymore yeah ryan adams is icky because of his you know he's (laughs) you can google it he's he's been canceled um yeah i i i when i saw that it was this song i looked at the 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 soundtrack i was like really this seems like pre-ryan adams era but I guess it really was like the height of, or the like the the him becoming popular, you know. Um, totally the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Because I I guess old school is probably around the same time as this, right? Um, because that's where uh, yeah, to be young is is it was made popular by that that movie, you know. <clears throat> um, anyway, yeah, it is it is such a nice music cue, but also there is the the double edged sword of oh shit, it's Ryan Adams. Um, which Ryan Adams is from Jacksonville, North Carolina. I don't know if you knew that. Right no, through. Yeah, he's from there. That's uh, got a friend who's a huge Ryan Adams fan. <laughs> he's he's had a hard time the past couple of years. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else that we have that we need to talk about with this. Um, we kind of talked about the Marissa. Uh, we're kind we've kind of wrapped up Seth and Summer, right? So this is this is kind of like the nice uh crescendo I guess of their you know the the one the, of them the romantic comedy yeah one of them um no, look when it comes to what you got something to say about Ryan and Marissa yeah I just you know I I'm on team Ryan here I think that he's well within his rights to be upset with her um you know but it, it's whatever uh, I understand why she's upset too. So, but I think that I'm more on his side of things because I think she, she's just got to deal with the consequences of her actions. Uh, we do have this night at the dance. We have this nice Sandy is plays father figure to Marissa. You know. <laughs> well, I, my notes. I said it's only in this show that we think it's sweet that Sandy sits with Marissa. In normal life, that's strange. Yeah, it is kind of strange. But it's like the father of your next door neighbor, like the Marissa and, you know, and, and, and Seth were not friends, you know, now granted they've kind of become, you know, the musketeers friends, but it's still only like, I mean, dude, it's, it's been one semester. It's been a summer and one semester of school that they've been friends. And it's not like Marissa's hung out at the Cohen's house that much. Yeah, but you know I think I think we're most we're meant to know, to think that they've you know the the Cohen's house is the house where everybody hangs out you know 
Yeah, so sure. It, it is. I, they, I, I didn't find. Well, I mean, now the real house where everybody hangs out is is that girl Holly's parents' beach house. Yeah. Shout out. Well, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Not after. Not not after she hooked up with Luke. We never. Saw not, her a, again. not after yeah. TJ. Yeah, not after not TJ. After TJ. Um, yeah, and she's she's driving that she's driving that banana yellow Defender ninety by herself. Now. Yeah, she is. Oh God. Um, it, and you know, Sandy and and Kirsten have had a falling out because of his views on on Valentine's Day, but she witnesses this sort of pep talk that Sandy gives Marissa, and she's like, "It's hard to be mad at you." And he's like, "Yeah, it's one of my skills." Um. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, so I don't have much more to say about Ryan and Marissa other than like, oh, here we go again, you know, star-crossed lovers, will it ever work out? And that closing scene of like Ryan stepping to the edge of the pool house and it pans out in this big crane shot. And I just thought for a second, Oliver would be in the yard, even though, <laughs> you know, I knew the storyline was over. I just had this like trauma bond, you know, yeah, <laughs> just like PTSD fuck. of <laughs> he's in the bushes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that that's five to ten yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I will say I like Teresa yeah I do I can remember liking her I think I, in particular I, I like the actress and the way she plays her she's very like uh, yeah. personable and um, street wise but, but caring person well she and, seems also to be in general the, she's like the most well adjusted person on the show yeah yeah she is because she doesn't yeah. live in the middle of this you know strange fantasy world that they're all in um yeah yeah so we don't yeah that, that's about enough of that i guess part um i did have this <laughs> one more thing about uh about seth and summer <laughs> he said seth's talking to captain oates about princess sparkle or whatever and uh mm-hmm. he, he's like are you kidding great hooves because he's like, I think you would like Princess Sparkle. <laughs> and then we're meant to think that, that Captain Oates has said, is she, is she hot? And he's like, you're kidding? Great hooves. <laughs> <laughs> and another quote that was uh, from Sandy was, we Coens are very sexual beings. <laughs> I, I just can't believe that they would. I, they had to have cracked up like 15 times doing that take, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Cohen's are sexual being are very sexual beings. Okay, so all of that is done. Um, in the end, with Sandy and Kirsten, we wrap that up because hold on, hold on. We, you're not thinking we're finished. No, 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 no. I want to get rid of all the rest of it, and then we're going to talk about the problematic shit. Um, so Sandy, and <laughs> it Kirsten, is not problematic. It is. Uh, Sandy and Kirsten are they're at odds. They come back to the house and surprise. Sandy has arranged for you know valentine's decorations for kirsten and you know this, this romantic you know flower petals everywhere and stuff like that so now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we have this storyline between luke trying to seduce uh what's her name julie cooper we touched mm-hmm. on it in another episode he pursues her he's asking like you know if she's going to be at the dance and this and that um and we are led to believe that they hook up, right? Yeah. So you don't find this problematic that he's a 16 year old boy. Well, I just keep thinking in my mind that maybe he's just like 18. 
But he's not though. They're supposed to be. They're all the same age, and they're supposed to be sixteen. They're sophomores, right? I know you're right. You're totally right. So, you're totally right. Look, I can't defend it. No. I can't defend it. I just know that, like, look, she's got her nighty on, a silk robe. She's drinking wine. Bob Seger's playing in the background, trying to lose those awkward yeah. teenage blues. Yeah. Night moves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he said, whenever we played ultimatum. It was always you. I beat Kirsten. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a good line. I just look so at so good. So, you have to look at it this way: if the tables were turned and Luke was a female character at sixteen, and Julie was one of the dads in the show, how would you feel about it then? No, 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 no. Let me let me be more clear. Yeah. I am speaking within the bubble of discussing the drama of, of the, the OC. Yeah. You're well, you're you are categorically right. This yeah, is okay. totally yeah. not cool, and it it represents you know a uh, uh, you know a, a patriarchal yeah. bias of like it's okay for a guy and it's not okay for a girl. You know that kind of yeah, thing. This, you're totally right. Yeah, this is like you're a totally very right. dated trope of like oh you know the mrs robinson kind of thing um which once again it's another thing in the show um that this would not this storyline would not go now they would not do it um it wouldn't be a part of it um i personally like that icky shit aside i just don't like it for luke it reeks of like well we don't know what to do with luke so let's let's do this thing you know and it just doesn't feel it feels like they've built luke up to be this like interesting character and then he's just kind of like is okay he's just a horny teenager you know um i don't know it just bothered me no man. look you're, you're right it's fine yeah. it's fine to be bothered by it i think that you know like i said you're right yeah but it's just like this classic little easter egg yeah that on the last episode, I was like, oh my God, that's right. Luke and Julie have an affair. Oh like, what the fuck? This show yeah. is lit. Like, <laughs> it is like, very soap opera. I mean, if, if we if we set it, aside that's, that, it's very soap opera. And you know. Right. That's the only reason. That's the only reason I'm here for it. It's like yeah. sometimes they just gotta throw the chum in the water. And this is straight up, no holds barred bullshit chum in the water and i'm just gobbling it up and i feel bad about yeah. it but look sometimes you eat a bag of doritos and you're like this you know as you're eating it you love it and then afterwards you hate yourself and yeah, that's right. where I'm at. yeah i i feel you i understand um <clears throat> it, it was the only the only like negative about this episode for me but um yeah it is uh <laughs> it's something working on the night moves i like how uh yeah uh, julie is talking to kirsten she's like i'm gonna go home and put on some bob Seger." and julie's like okay we'll keep our windows closed <laughs> <laughs> not a fan of bob Seger, i guess um <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it was i mean overall it was a good episode i thought it was a lot going on um it's kind of interesting. It is interesting how every episode, everybody's kind of on the same page usually. So like in this episode, everybody's horny. Uh, in another episode, <laughs> everybody's you know one of the other episodes, everybody's being awkward, for having awkward friendships with people. You know, like the adult storylines parallel the kid storylines, and they're all kind of like unified, I guess, in a way, in the theme mm -hmm. of whatever mm -hmm. the episode is. Um, mm -hmm. 
but yeah, there there was some good music in this episode, so, and there, some of the tracks that I did not know the name of that I not off the top of my head, but there were some other tracks in here that were really good. So, yep. You got anything else to say about it? Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> I agree. Fuck that motherfucker. Fuck like Donald real Trump. talk. Yeah. Fuck that motherfucker. Fuck Donald Trump. I'm. I'm. I, we don't get too political on this show, but I think this is. It's it, not it's, political. It's beyond. It's political. not even it's political. Just, it is fuck. Fuck you, Donald Trump. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my mom. My mom voted for him twice. Oh man. Oh. She she texted me today at 2.13 p.m. She said, I regret my vote for Trump. I'm ashamed. And I called her immediately, and I said, which one? <laughs> which vote, you mean? Yeah, which, which vote? Yeah. She's like, I still stand by my first one. We really need to face something. That something shows that we got to face something. I said, yeah, mom, it's called white supremacy. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. yeah. I, I was surprised I talked to my I don't talk to my dad about politics, but I had to talk to him today and he brought it up. He was like, you know what? I hope they get rid of Trump. I hope they impeach him before he's he gets out of office. They need to remove him from office now. He's unfit. And my dad is like a, a Republican, you know, like I'm sure he voted for him the first time. I don't think he voted for him the second time. But, you know, my dad is like <laughs> a pretty Republican. And for him to say that, I was like, wow, maybe there is some hope. Um, Yeah, but ugh. What? I mean, you know, I got to take it there, whatever. You know who would never incite a riot at the Capitol? Who? Sandy Cohen. <laughs> I would vote for If Peter Gallagher ran for president right now, I no matter what party, I would vote for him. I'm going to tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> America's dad. I'm calling it. I'm taking it back from Bill Cosby. America's dad is Sandy Cohen. Boom. There you go. There you go. Cool. Any, <sighs> anything else? Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Fuck, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> fuck uh, that guy, man. All right, whatever. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. We had a coup this week, and it wasn't either of our not the hypes. Well... Yeah. Uh, you know, aside from treason, you know what I mean? <laughs> you did say aside from treason, so you didn't you didn't mention it. Shout Honorable mention, yeah. not the hype. <laughs> yeah. It didn't All affect right. us personally enough. So. All right, we better get out of here before we, uh, you know, start a riot or something. Uh, I guess we out. Yeah. See you next time. Have a good night.